This is the Podcast Turbio Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Nicholas T. Moore, number 110. It's going to be okay, Dave. Don't tell me that. It's going to be okay. Stop saying that. <laughs> I loved that line of, thank you. What for? For not telling me it's yeah. going to be okay. <laughs> um, I, I got to say, Brian, you're a genius. I know. Thank you. I'm, I'm a you. genius, too. Yes, you are. Because we have called this setup. Yeah. For the entire season. Yeah. The the um, RM. We, we knew who it was gonna be. We started figuring out what was gonna happen. Yep. They they were um, they were building up Arum for this episode that uh really next week, I guessing, to come. He's gonna be in charge next week. Oh or, yeah, it's, or at it's least the, very... the emotional charge, which which started this week. Um so before we get into the story, I mean let's just go through the through that. The arm um, stuff, yeah. Because that's the, the I mean, there's three storylines here, right? There's the, you know, baddie of the week or whatnot. We'll do that. But the arm. And then arm stuff and um, red stuff. Yep. So is, I mean, w- without talking about the teaser for next week, if something happens to Navabi, um, does does arm leave? Does, does he leave the agency? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I kind of. I think he does too. I think he, he goes on a walk. I think he comes back, um, but I think he, uh, you know, I think, I think he leaves. Something's going to happen. Then he's going to cross the line. Is what I'm thinking. Of you know, he's going to have to make a choice. You're going to either be an agent or you're not. You know, it's going to come down to that at the end. You know, we we can't have our agents do this type thing, and it's going to come down to that at the end. And he's going to have to make a choice and. It'll end with him, you know, leaving his badge on the desk, and yeah. then he goes and joins Red. I don't. I don't think he'll join Red. I think he will disappear for um, the rest of the season and a good portion of next season, and then he'll show up as the uh, fall cliffhanger, like walk back through the door under the employ of Red. <laughs> Maybe um, Red will take care of him. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be wanting for anything, but I think I think uh, I um, think he comes back in to save the day. It's something like there's somebody behind the scenes doing something for Red, and then we find out it's him. Yeah, they'll they'll, let, they'll go. You know, it's the ex girlfriend. It's the the uh, disappear long enough that you forget about them, and right when you forget about them, they'll remind you that they're still there. Right. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, he was he was all whiny and all that. It was almost a little over the top, but. It was justified, and it was fine. I mean, I, I wasn't upset with the performance. I wasn't upset with the uh, that storyline. Not developing. sure it'd be any different. Exactly. Uh, so actually, I thought it was. I, I I thought that was the bravest thing he really could have done. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brave. I thought you know he did what he needed to do by walking up to that shack at the end, and you know, hey, hey, this is me. Yeah, you he's know. a negotiator now, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Now we have uh, the village from M Night Shyamalan. Yep, yeah. it's the only thing I could think about, and it could, was, I, and I, could not the stop thinking I about, thought it. about it. It <laughs> was like, really, this yep. is. It was one of my early notes. Oh, so this is the village, so, uh, and that's okay uh, to tear through our bad guy of the week storyline. And I wrote a note, and I can't really show it to you unless I share a screen. I wrote a note. Red was interested in the girl to distract the task force so he can find the bag. Like he completely, I wrote that as a note. He did it to get them out of his way. 
Yeah. So he that could do it. Call. And that's exactly what it was. So I wrote. I, I didn't pick up on that, but I did pick up when he said when when she said you know, and I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, but Red's not that dumb. He would have he would have literally like folded it back against his chest. I'm like, that's just bad bad writing. Oh, it was actually really good writing. It was intentional. <laughs> yep. He he completely played Liz to get her off his back. So the task force is focused all on this thing so that he could uh, do his hunt for the bag. So uh, so we have our bad guy is uh, the Nicholas Timor, played by Bob Gunton, who we all know, know, from know from lots of stuff, but he was probably his biggest role was the warden in Shawshank. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, playing... He plays that guy a lot. He's been in a bunch of things. He's been in like Demolition Man. He was the chief or whatever, uh, the bald chief in that. But Shawshank's going to be the one you, everybody's going to remember him from. Yeah, it was one of those like, eh, I could, I, I knew I could look up on IMDb and go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, remember, 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 yeah, yeah. But then uh, you're like, Shawshank is, is a big one. Yeah, yeah, but then you're like, Brian would know. So. <laughs> Yeah, when I saw his name in the credits, I'm like, oh, so we have a good episode. We'll have a good bl blacklister. <laughs> because when you see like a name that you know, and it's a big name, it's going to be uh, something good. Uh, directed by, I didn't write down his name, but it was the guy that directed the uh, the same episode that we saw C. Thomas Howell in, first introduced to him, the, the fire starter guy. So with the episode uh, with all the burning of the houses, the cook, I believe, was the name of that episode. So, uh. Okay. You know, you said C. Thomas Howell, but for whatever reason, the image that popped in my head was C. Everett Coop. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I know this isn't right. I, I could, you know, one Surgeon thing. General during the Reagan years, you one, know. But, one uh, thing's not like the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So then we, yeah, so go, going through the bad guy stuff, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a village little ripoff and. It was neat with its little twists, but it was pretty self-contained. I mean, we're not going to hear about it ever again. But it was it was a fun little self-contained story trying to... Yeah, this would have been a better uh, bad guy to use in like a Halloween episode or something like that, though. Especially when they started out almost thinking you got this like monster movie. And they could have played on that a little more. Yeah, uh, so uh, that was like... So was the... I wrote it down. The Rehypnol... What was it? The Rhyolite? Was that basically slightly hallucinogenic? I, I don't know. Um, I didn't look it up. I, d I don't know what it is, but it seemed like something Liz could go get a, a, a bucket of as well. So, well, unless she just got fake red dirt. Yeah, she just got coffee grounds. <laughs> right. Um, and, um, I mean, they said it was harmless, but, you know, you did see the, you know, him getting dragged away and, you know, and, and kind of freaking out. And, right. Um, other, unless it was just playing on the mind of a what whatever she was eight year old, um, which is which is also possible, right? Because she later said that they came back to get her, so it that was thrown in there, or came back to get him, the the father. So he they dragged him back. So they must have beat him up good and whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice little story, but, you know, it's one of those that I you kind of pick up on pretty quick. This is going to mean nothing, so it's, like, hard to get excited about taking a lot of notes for discussion because it's just going to be what it is. It, the only way it could have any um, significance is that, for whatever reason, one of the younger generation in there is some... Um, 
bizarre prodigy, prodigy yeah. something you know that just it had just had never been properly exposed to it and then suddenly you know that you know uh pearl i think her name was that was the assuming that she was the daughter of of uh uh what's his name nicholas moore um right the, the the little girl no she was the granddaughter Oh, Maybell yeah. and Pearl was the mom, and she was the daughter of Moore because she got mad at she called out her quote unquote her mom, right? Uh, who was the wife to uh, Mr. Batty? There's a little little family tree there. Okay, I didn't pick uh, up that on was, that. That but... was what I picked up. Okay, was Pearl the the, the you know the yeah, mom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was basically they didn't say it, and you didn't figure it out kind of till the end because mm-hmm. uh, she she got mad at her mom who was the wife. So. Uh, but yeah, okay. like like she's some bizarre math prodigy that never had been properly exposed, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the only. I mean, and that and I'd actually be kind of okay with that. Um, but that's the only way it could have any significance to yeah. the to the larger storyline at, at some later date. But it's going to move along and have none. So yeah, it will. It won't. Um, but you know, having them all be, uh, you know, b- believing in what ends up just being one of his little science fiction books he wrote in the seventies. Because he was just some failing off author, and goes ahead and creates his own. He turned in, yeah, that bizarre, almost you know, David Koresh type. Yeah, creates his uh, own society that uh, he even now believes in the hype. It was less about control over those people and more about like he just he forgot what was real himself and just kind of bought into that whole society. It was starting to believe everything. Yeah, yep. there's uh, I don't know what the it's what the word is for that when you start to to believe your own your own bullshit basically sure you know the guys that the the jim jones that started to believe he was a god um but not jim jones but you know that type of yeah uh, yeah all, all the all the various little cults that we've heard about i mean that's it was yeah. clearly a a cult of some t- type at that point you know believing in these mystical creatures that are and the plague that is uh, yeah. that they're trying to stay clean from so all right well let's move on from that so we get a little bit of uh Liz and Red in the beginning. Red's got his concussion. He's not upset that Liz kept a secret about Jennifer. But No, he expects her to keep secrets. He knows she has the criminal mind and um so I think he was okay with that. Right. And then uh, you know, we get on his onto his saga to get his uh bag to get the duffel bag. So we think is in Costa Rica. Yeah, which now we're thinking is Costa Rica. Got a lot of Smokey Putnam in this episode. Uh he was a lot of fun. He was our fun uh you know, red henchman of the week. Yeah. Uh with He's all turned his into jokes. the new Boz. Yeah, what happened to Boz? He wasn't killed, right? Uh, uh, he was shot, but I don't remember if he was killed. I don't know if he, because it seems like he was in the final battle of Mr. Kaplan last he year. He was, and he was shot, but I don't remember if we ever found out what happened to him. That's a shame. So anyway, uh, so Red goes to see Jennifer. And now, like we're, you know, I was questioning last week, maybe it really wasn't his daughter, is, isn't. And it really is. And we got some resolution to... Some storyline here with this whole sequence. What? How'd you think it? The way it all played out. So timing 
so my head works in dates and times and some of the timing felt off a little bit um and it felt really off until she at least brought it together when she said oh one of your you know crazy enemies kidnapped her and cut off her finger and i'd completely forgotten about that when she said it went "Ah, okay but the the problem was is she said um mom sat me down when i was in college right yeah and when I was in college, and then she, I didn't know she was gone until she'd been gone for a year. I didn't know she was dead until she'd been gone for a year. But the problem is, is that she's in her 30s, so college had to have been eight years plus years ago. Sure. Um, so the math doesn't work out with, with some of that. Yeah, trying uh, to get all the time. She could have been right? dead more than two, three years at most. Well, I think the uh, they brushed the snow a little bit off of the gravestone. I look like it ended in a 2017. So she died last year. But then she, because she walked out of her life, right? That's yes. what she said. She's like, I'm abandoning. So I didn't even know she was dead till she'd been gone a year or Which, whatever. I mean, right? Was that what she said? Which I'm going to assume she just found out herself, maybe recently. But again, the college thing doesn't work because she's at least in her 30s, early 30s. Right, no, I get it. I'm, I'm trying to do the. I was trying to do the math myself and decide just to let it go. But yes, I agree. Listeners, yeah. listeners, do I did the family tree for for C. Yeah. Everett Coop there. So do the do the whatever his name was. Give us a timeline. Give us a timeline. Tell me how I'm wrong. I'm fine to be wrong, but it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Unless she was in college, she was like 27 or something. So it's yeah, possible. But until she said Naomi, because again, I forgot her name would have been Jennifer, because again, this is season two when we saw Naomi. This was during the Berlin stuff. Berlin was the one that kidnapped her. Berlin was the one that cut off her fingers. This is old stuff, you know, three, four oh, yeah. seasons ago. And, uh, you know, we forgot about that. I mean, I, I went to look up um, the, the wife because I couldn't remember her name. So I went to go look her up, and I'm like, okay, it's Naomi. and Because I had in my memory from three, four seasons ago, that Red hid her. No, she was part of Witsack. Right. But I just, for some reason... to be part of Witsack. Right. For some reason, though, I had it in my head because I remember Red was there at the end when she went away that he had something to do with where she was going. Uh, but obviously not. So, And I was wrong because I went and read, read up on that while during a commercial break just to confirm. But uh, so yes, she is the daughter of Naomi, and and this is the one that we talked about. One of the questions we needed answered, you know, when Naomi said, you know, you'll never find her, uh, and that was clearly done. And now, one of the things I'm not sure if I have an issue with it or not was that Naomi's husband was it Frank, I believe. I guess he's the one that found Jennifer to tell her that yeah. Naomi was dead. Yeah. Whereas nobody else seemed to be able to find her, but this guy found her easily. So Naomi, my only thing is Naomi must have left him a clue as to where to find her. That would be the only uh, explanation. Well, she and Frank, Naomi and Frank had been together for a while. It right. would not surprise me at all that, you know, hey, we're walking out of your life, but I'm always going to know where you are. Right. Um, so that, that doesn't surprise me too much. So that Frank, uh, so that she could pass that on to Frank in a will or something. So that, you know, if I, if something happens to me, go tell her. Frank himself may have even known because he, he had right. to have known why that she was leaving and you know right uh, well right and, and red, you know red gave him the uh you know i'll come back and get you if you make sure she's not happy type thing to naomi or about naomi back when they said goodbyes but anyway we get closure in that so that woman because we talked about her recently in recent episodes 
we're going to find out what happened to her. Well, we found out what happened to her. Apparently, at some point, she walked out of her uh, apartment and was shot twice. So, and that's how what killed her. We going to get a revenge story with Red, or is this story over? Because Jennifer tr- tried to end it as well by saying, I want you never to see me again. No, Jennifer will be back. Agreed. I don't uh, think it's over, and in fact, I think she's going to be back as some sort of hostage to pull Red out. Somebody will yeah. somebody will kidnap her and hold her as a uh, as a uh, way to get Red to come out of hiding or something like that, or for a confrontation. Yeah, I don't know if Red will do the revenge thing because I don't I don't like the. Uh, I mean, you see stories about it all the time about somebody in Witsec being um, betrayed or whatnot. But, right. Uh, here, fun fact for you in U.S. history. That has never actually happened. Uh, a, a witness protection has never actually failed, uh, if that makes sense. Once they're gone, they have 100% success rate of, of disappearance. As far as we know, or that's... Um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, um, there, there's there's that to be said. Uh, sure. Like, sure, Bob Smith got killed and nobody actually knew he was in Witsack. Nobody but, knew who Bob Smith was. Uh, yeah. So. Didn't realize he was part of the Gambino crime family. Right, uh, exactly. But, yeah, it, uh, you know, because it's so. And with that in mind, how would anybody know where she was? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's the movies. It's bigger than all. Well, of it's that, and it's it's a lot of what um you know the conversation that Jennifer and Red were having at the restaurant there. He tells her his whole story. Some stuff that we really haven't even heard before. Um, you know, or or needed reminding of types of things you know the the choices that he made the reason that he left them behind well he he stumbled across the cabal yep he knew that just his knowledge of it put them in danger right so he had to um well i like how he he basically said and and maybe i'm wrong mr Turpin, but this is how i interpreted it he created his whole faction of crime in order to be wanted by the FBI so that that almost gave him a sense of protection because he didn't want to be wanted by the KGB and the CIA. He almost had to expose himself as a criminal because yeah, okay. up before that point, he was just somebody who was dangerous to the KGB and the CIA. 1990, you know, the KGB and CIA were, I was their number one target. I was the one person in the world that they both wanted to kill. And, then their their conversation with Jennifer kind of evolved into, so he created this world of crime. In order Concierge to, of crime. in order to be wanted by other law enforcement, that which almost gave him putting a higher le- profile off off on one, which he has a better ease of control. Right, over. because if the CIA kills him and the FBI is hunting him down, they're going to want to figure it out, and they don't want to expose sure. what they're they're protecting or the KGB what they're protecting. So it's easier, you know, he's safer being wanted than by more people than wanted by, you know, those two organizations. Right. That's how I interpreted it. Listeners, tell me if I'm wrong. So, but yes, the uh, taking, uh, the abandoning them to protect them. We kind of knew that. I mean, that wasn't really a secret. I think we could have inferred that. Uh, You know, the mystery wasn't really there, but... It kind of gives us, we did get some closure on this storyline so that we know it now from beginning to end as far as this. 
We still don't know a little bit about why, who killed Naomi and why, and if it's going to matter. Don't know. So we did, he did drop one other name in that conversation in the restaurant that I don't think we've heard before. Because he was like, yes, secret societies exist. The Cabal, the Trilateral Commission. Yeah, I've not heard, heard that before. No, I, 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 I wrote it down and couldn't. I hope that, that'd be cool. That could be our <laughs> next organization. Because we were wondering who's the next, you yeah. know, Illuminati type organization. It'd, it'd be great if he's like, I was just talking about them like two weeks ago, too. What the hell? Right. <laughs> oh, and here they are. <laughs> well, we wonder. I mean, we talk about the Nash Syndicate, but there's something greater than them. You know, who was that Chinese lady um, with the with the the phone? Who, inter- who now has the duffel bag? Yeah. Um Yeah. She's got to be the one with the duffel bag. I, I think she's involved with the duffel bag now. And that's where um, we're going to get. That was that was his that was Garvey's supposed protection. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his his kill kill switch is uh, what's his face called? Excuse me, get hiccups. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it, so let's anything else on this episode before we brainstorm a little bit? Um. Uh, once again, raiding a compound, and Liz goes in without any armor. She's got that stupid little toque, and she thinks that's going to protect her brain. Um, but no armor. Yep. Oh my god! Everybody else is in like full tack armor. She's like, "Yay, me!" Mm-hmm. Uh, Our comedy of the week was Red dealing with the guy in his Mustang. Oh, that was a beautiful car. Yeah, uh, but almost, almost Eleanor. It needed to be a '67 to be Eleanor. Yep. But yeah. But a fun little uh, exchange there and talking to the guy. You know, I I didn't know the guy's name that they were going to see in prison, but that's the guy that they were interviewing last week. So the FBI, had, you know, wrestler and them were interviewing him because they, they captured him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he said he didn't know anything to the FBI, but he'll tell everything to Red. So, um, yeah. So well, I'm- he knows he knows who Red is and he knows. Yeah, if I don't play along, I got, you know, wife, kids, family, whatever. Well, and I'm standing outside. There might be a, a you know, a sight on me right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it did seem like a really minimum security prison for... Didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, especially with the, yeah, the way, you know, the way it was all laid out. Usually... No, the, it was just, it was just a chain length fence. Yeah, more of a maximum security, your courtyard's in the middle, surrounded yeah. by walls as opposed, you know, giant... Yeah. Surrounded by the prison. So I guess brainstorming. We got two episodes to go in the season. And next week we're going to res- resolve what happened to Navabi. So I'm kicking around theories. Now, the guy that went and kidnapped the girl, abducted the girl, you know, the, the, fat yep. ball, the fat ball guy, you know, said to Moore, you know, you, you contracted me to get the girl. Let me worry about this other one. Right. Could he be involved with our greater faction here? Our trilateral commission? Yeah. Um, or is it just coincidence? Or it's just a coincidence? And now next week we're just going to have another kind of throwaway episode of trying to save Nababi. Because it's going to be a throwaway. But if you uh, want to tie it in to have your season finale be a two-parter almost, and next week kind of be the part one of the two. Even though we're going to have distinct... Uh, Blacklisters for titles. He may be part of another organization, but it'll be kind of a, oh, yeah, I forgot about those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. Like organization. I don't think it'll be anything big. You know, just some other, uh, you know, human moving. Sure. 
org out there. Um, and then we'll have, uh, you know, how the season wraps up. So next week, I mean, we'll talk about a little bit. And I had posted an article on Facebook. It was an older article from, from December, but I posted one uh, this week just regarding an interview with the writers and show creators about what their thoughts were for the season and, you know, renewal or not. Were they planning on kind of wrapping things up just in case they get canceled, things like that? Because, you know, as like last year, as of this point, still not renewed, uh, though the show's doing quite well. Um, they said, nope, we're planning it like we're going to keep going. So we got the best cliffhanger the show has ever had coming up at the end of the season. We have a really great bad guy for the uh, season finale. And I think the bad guy for the season finale is going to be like an Alexander Kirk. It's going to be named after this guy, but he's not going to be like resolved. We're going to basically learn about this guy, and he's going to be your next big bad to carry through next season. The, the Ian Garvey. Yeah, the Ian Garvey. He's gonna. Yeah. We need that one character, and I think that's who they're going to introduce. His name's Sutton Ross. I think on Wikipedia it had him in a double-digit number, like a low double-digit, like in the teens, like a 11, 12, 13, something Ooh. like that. So he's a low number. So he's going to be very important. Uh, so we'll get some... I mean, I'm expecting they're going to go all out with this finale. Almost in a way, like if they want to be vengeful writers, say, yeah... You just try to cancel us when we put all these questions out there at the end. <laughs> I wonder if that's how they'll write it out. But uh, I, I've I have little idea where they're going other than we're right now in a little bit of a hole because Ian Garvey was killed. We just the bag's the only real question right now that's being no. We're, this is this is uh, character development. What do I mean? Uh, these, these two these two episodes uh, are all character development because again. They're gonna do something with Aram and Navabi. Um, right. I mean, we we predict uh, our 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 official prediction is she's dead. That's what um, we that's what we are thinking. Yes. We've been predicting that all along, and that uh, secondary is that Aram leaves the agency. Yep. Um, but but yes, we're in character development, but we're in a lull from a story arc standpoint as far as. It's just the bag. Who yeah. the really it's been bag. the bag the kind of the whole season. This whole season, yeah, because we uh, were it's been the underlying tone. But there's always been something bigger over it. And right now, whatever is bigger over it is just a little hazy because all we right. know the only clue we have is Costa Rica. Right. Uh, which is where the Chinese lady's hiding with it. Uh, or at least yeah, it went to Costa Rica and now it's in wherever. And uh, yes, she was Chinese because she was speaking Mandarin. Okay. Uh, so so yeah, next week's uh, episode is called Lawrence Dean Devlin, which is weird because Dean Devlin's a famous producer. And he's number 26, and then Sutton Ross is the finale. He's number 17, so a couple of low numbers there. Huh. So, okay. We'll see how it wraps up. But uh, and what else? In, in one article, another article I read. Go ahead. Something else we don't, we haven't, had anything is uh the the psychologist right. she's got to make a they'll she'll have to come back in the next two episodes just to slightly remind us that she's there yeah very similar to how penna baker last week reminded us she's there yeah yeah you're gonna want to introduce your characters you, you you spent too much time developing the psychologist there yeah to not have her show up one more time i absolutely agree and supposedly in the finale, uh, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd's going to be in the episode. <laughs> I read that article. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan, but 
having that who who I believe he has never acted other than like in his own like videos, music videos or, you know, their own Pink, acting, Pink yeah. Floyd related stuff. Uh I, I I have no idea what to expect from that or why they're even doing it other than he's on a major tour right now and you know, they're figuring on capitalizing on some international fame. I don't know. <laughs> he's the front man. It's just a That's weird thing. thing. He's just he's the actual serial killer. He's the blacklister. I mean, if we have something silly that they, you know, th- that something's happening at a uh, Roger Waters concert, uh, then that's just silly. We don't need to go that route. That's not what the show needs to do. So. Uh, it could. It'd have to pull it <laughs> off right. It don't do it as a cameo. Like whenever they used to do something in New York back in the day, and like characters would just stumble upon, you know, Mayor Giuliani, you know. Or yeah. something like that. Just you don't don't do that. Don't do that. And don't have him play him or you know, don't have him play himself. Have him play somebody else and just give him a couple lines that are whatever. Well, but, it needs to be like like the, the big bad event at the end happens actually at a Pink Floyd concert, but you never actually see the band. <laughs> but they knock over some roadie in the hallway, and that's Roger Waters. You know. <laughs> God. All right, let's not go there. So. <laughs> All right. So, anything else from this episode, or any thoughts moving forward? Like I said, I'm not speculating too much right now because we just speculated a ton. What are you talking about? (laughs) But this episode didn't give me so much to chew on. I think next week, like I said, next week we'll probably have a we'll get more of the red story arc, and I think maybe less of the Navabi stuff. I think the Navabi hunt actually might be a smaller part of the episode. You think so? You think it's smokescreen they're doing in the in the previews? Okay. Yeah, and I think we might get more of that. They've done it before. So they've made yeah. us feel like we're going to go into an episode and get this whole episode about something in that whole storyline. They, story actually, they did it to like, us last week. Yeah, um, yeah they the gave us a strong done feeling of that this week was going to be all Navabi or whatnot. It was like, okay, whatever. Instead, we got, you know, are you my mummy? Right. Um, <laughs> we saw Navabi for all like four minutes. <laughs> all right, Dr. very good. For those of you that didn't recognize we that. We do like our good. Doctor Who. So <laughs> if you haven't learned you that, that by did now. Did you get that feel there for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was. It was a lot of creepiness going on with that. Yeah. I, I really thought, like I said, I thought this would have been a good storyline to shoehorn into a October episode around Halloween would have been good. Just you could have played yeah. it up more on the mystery. You know, shows do it all the time. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you think. Uh, are we off base on stuff? What are your theories going into the final two episodes? Are you rooting for them to be renewed? I kind of am. You know, last season we were kind of in the dumps. It was just such a we we. This has been a good season. We it were grumbling really all season last year. This year, I think we've been very happy. And, and uh, last last year we had kind of the greatest story arc we possibly could have, and it was just so poorly done. It fell short. Uh, yeah. With with Mr. Kaplan. Yep. Um, Mr. Kaplan, a lot of great actors in last season. It just it was short, but this one, very very nicely developed season, really played out well so some some good villains along the way oh yeah it was uh better than we expected that's that's for sure absolutely so let us know what you think you can uh, email us at blacklist at podcastserbia.com you could also go ahead and jump on facebook or twitter and uh give us some thoughts there uh we've had we get some nice little comments there so certainly get in there throw in some comments how we're doing start some conversation we love it and uh all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode i'm brian he's dave and we'll see you next time Good night, everybody.